Hi everyone, welcome to the catch-up. My name is Moira. And I'm Arenska. And we are gonna jump right into the catch-up. <laughs> How have you been, girl? I've been good. Same old, same old. I yeah. feel like that's always what I say. But that's good. That's good. It's good though. Yeah. I mean, I've been better. Like like I mentioned in the bonus episode, my laptop died. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, I have purchased a second one or a new one. Yes. So, you know, I can uh, be productive again. And that's great. So Yeah, man. You know? We're and, so dependent um, on our... What? Laptops and electronics. Yo, like I didn't... It's life. Like... I was aware that I was very dependent, mm-hmm. but, like, once it really is taken from you, you realize, like... Because I was really in a state of, like, what should I do? What, yeah. What, what, are, what do I... What can I do now? Right. Because all the stuff that I like to do, do need a laptop. Yeah. So it's, like, that was different, mm-hmm. but it made me get back into reading books and stuff, so... Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Any yeah. interesting reads? Well, at the moment, I'm reading Diary of a Manhattan Call Girl. Cool. Yes. Uh, by Tracy Kwan. It's interesting. Hi. Yeah, I would recommend it if you ever just want a fun read, you know, yeah. like Gossip Girly, like, oh, you know, that light vibe. read, okay. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, do you get your books from the library or just... I used to when I was younger, but now I just buy them. Yeah. This one, I actually happen to have purchased at a um what do you call it where people like there's a center on curacao where mm-hmm. people bring like old books old board games old okay. objects and then they sell it for like very cheap price right yeah oh, cute i think this was a gilder yeah like a market a flea market type it's like vibe, a or? flea market type of thing mm-hmm. yeah okay cool, cool and cool. uh yeah but usually i just walk into a store and i just buy a book yeah yeah I like owning them. Same as I like collecting them. So. Right. Yeah. 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 How about you? I've been good. I've gone to work. Last week was cute. I went to the spa. I'm super re... Like... Regenerated. Regenerated. Rejuvenated. Rejuvenated. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I also went to watch a scary movie. Which scary movie? The Prodigy. The Did Prodigy. you see the trailer? With, like, Taylor Schilling? I don't think I have. Watch it. (laughs) It it ties into what we were talking about about before we started recording. Like, um... Ghosts and shit? Well, yeah. Reincarnation, Reincarnation. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Mm. But I do want to see it. I like scary movies. It's nice. Or it was, it was, it was right, yeah. And, yeah, other than that, uh, also a little bit of school, and went to the dentist yesterday, and <laughs> that's what's up, you know? That's what's up. That's what's up. And, of course, you know, <laughs> researching and reading up on our topic for today. <laughs> I love how you just, like, created that segue, you know? <laughs> you were like, I need a segue, how (laughs) wait wait let me segue okay so last thing i want to add to my part of the ketchup is that i've been like sleeping consistently like i've been going to bed at 11 yes and waking up naturally at 7 like stop it naturally i'm not even trying anymore really too much like too hard like i get tired around 11 i could sleep yeah and i just wake up around 6 or 7 and i'm like okay listen so these are what we call goals right yeah that's what's up and with that (laughs) with that (laughs) speaking of sleep and sleep schedules supernatural we are going to talk today about sleep (laughs) i don't know why i'm just thank you filling in that gap there category is neuroscience you would say neurobiology yeah yeah um and we want to talk about it because everybody sleeps sleep is life it's literally a third of it yes Um, a third of our life yeah you spend sleeping so we know that it's very important for your health i mean if you go one night even with sleep deprivation or me at least i feel annoyed 
groggy. And I can't keep it up for too long. So what we wanted to do was take like a deep dive into this topic to understand it better. And what we've seen is actually that where science is at at the moment is that we know that it's super important and it has long-term like bad effects on your health and stuff like that. If you don't get, like, enough of it? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we know that if you have too little sleep, that it's not good for your health on the long term. But the mechanisms behind sleep, like, what is the exact function of it and how do we sleep? Like, what exactly is happening? Mm -hmm. That is not completely understood. As most things in science, that's how it goes. The deeper you try to dive, it's like, eh. Yeah. So... What happens to your body when you sleep? Did you hear about the two types of sleep? The two types of sleep? The two types of sleep. <laughs> As in like uh, like REM sleep. Yes. And non-REM sleep. Non-REM sleep. <laughs> yeah. Very great names. Very easy to remember. Right? But yeah. REM is rapid eye movement. And they've distinguished different sleeping stages based on brainwave activity that they've measured with uh, EEG, so electroencephalography. And, okay, we're not going to do that again. But EEG, guys. Yes. EEG, that's, you know. Um, It's funny, for school one day we had to do that as well, measure brainwave activity. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was like part of a, a little research that we had to present, and one of our team members had to have like, put one of those things on, and then we had to look at her brainwave activity yeah, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, the shower cap thing, right? Yes. With all the, like, uh, yeah, dots or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Interesting. It yeah. measures your brainwave activity, and um, in sleep, they found that there are four stages. So, non-REM is stage one through three, mm. and stage four is REM, so rapid eye movement. And in stage one, it's, like, the lightest stage of sleep. And it's characterized by, like, slow eye movement, your muscle tones start to relax. And have you ever had, like, that while you're falling asleep, you notice that you, like, jerk your leg? Or that your muscle spasms? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That falls in this stage. stage. Yeah, yeah. And it's the easiest to wake someone up from that stage as well. That's why you also notice your own, like, jerking. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, right? It it's is. a weird feeling, it but it's like normal. It's falling, right? Yes. That, that feeling you're talking about. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can also feel myself falling into sleep a lot of mm-hmm. times. That it's like, not all the way awake, but I'm not all the way, like, unconscious either. So. Yeah, I think I'm very aware of my body relaxing. Like, right. sometimes I'm very aware of, like, okay, my body is, like... Slowly drifting slowly away. Slowly drifting away. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Totes. Totes. But so that muscle spasm, completely normal. So yeah, that's the first stage. The second stage, you have more muscle relaxation, your heart keeps slowing down, and your body temperature also drops. And the third stage, they call delta, um, or slow wave sleep. And this is very deep sleep. And if you're woken up at this stage, you are quite disoriented. And the last one, the rapid eye movement stage, stage four, is commonly known as the dreaming stage. And it's, although it's commonly known for the dreaming stage, they also, scientists also say that they have found that people dream in non-RAM sleep stages as well. well. So it's not completely sure if if dreaming is limited to this stage, but it's commonly known as that. Yeah. Uh, Um, During the deep stages of non-RAM sleep, the body repairs and regrows tissues, builds bone, muscle, strengthens the immune system. And one of these complete sleep cycles lasts between 90 and 120 minutes and per night you get around four to five sleep cycles and what happens is that your REM sleep uh during the first cycle it's quite short Mm -hmm. it's shortest and then it keeps lengthening like the more cycles you have exactly exactly it's interesting to look at these times like the 90 and 120 minutes yeah between cycles or i mean a cycle lasts that long exactly because i remember um I used to, like, do this sleep hack or waking up hack where you put, like, your alarm one and a half hours, Mm -hmm. so 90 minutes, before you actually have to wake up. So you set two alarms. Like, let's say you have to wake up at 6, you'll set one at 4.30 as well. Okay. So that you wake up at 4.30, 
and then you go back to sleep and that's kind of to try to increase the chance that when you wake up at six at mm-hmm. your second alarm that you'll not be in your REM sleep so that you'll wake up feeling like not groggy okay and not yeah 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 okay that's cool really yeah i used to try that yeah weren't you like mad annoyed no because it's kind of nice because i'd rather wake up and see like oh nice i have one and a half more hours yeah and then i wake up um by myself before my alarm and be like shit i have to wake up in five minutes or in 50 minutes i you know what i mean Mm. so it's, it's not too bad okay that's honest. interesting maybe and, i should try yeah, that yeah you could yeah like often you don't even it's just a quick like you just wake up but because you're already it's nighttime you're sleeping mm-hmm. you can quickly fall back into sleep so right. it's not like odd interesting and you read that like online somewhere that they like advise you to do no, that or I, were I, just... I didn't i didn't get that from online my boyfriend actually came up with it with the idea. Really? Yeah, he, he came he, up with he this. That do is... it, and I was like, you know what? That makes sense because they do say that, like, because they talk about napping that you can take like twenty minute power naps or yes. forty, mm-hmm. and after forty comes ninety minutes. That's more preferred. Yes. And so I was like, that makes sense because that ties into that. So, okay, well, yeah, yeah. something to try out, guys. <laughs> Let us know if it works. <laughs> but yeah. So, another thing that they talk about often is uh, sleep regulation, like how that is done. And they mentioned this two-process model of sleep. And the first process is the circadian clock, or your circadian rhythm. And the second is sleep homeostasis. And process C is then circadian clock, and process S is then this sleep homeostasis. Mm -hmm. And your circadian rhythm is super important, because it's basically a circadian rhythm or a biological circadian rhythm is basically a cycle of approximately 24 hours. As the Latin word suggests, circa, like circa is around and then dia, dian is around a day. And many of the biological processes of your body show this rhythmicity. So like your stress levels, sugar levels, glucose, um, they're all uh, like these different cycles that peak and show, uh, how do you say? Like... Peak and drops. Yeah, drops, drops. I guess, throughout the days, uh, throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is regulated by your internal master clock that's located in your brain, your suprachiasmatic nucleus, and your hypothalamus, your SCN. Yeah, that's difficult words. But it's super, you know, it's your master clock. Yeah, I wrote a whole paper about this as well, with like, in relation to depression oh yeah and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. yeah interesting quite interesting so um but so your sleep uh, wake cycle is also regulated by this rhythm through melatonin production sure y'all have heard about melatonin some people take these supplements to fall asleep yeah to help you fall asleep yeah and your body also naturally produces this hormone and it doesn't you don't produce this hormone obviously throughout the whole day but especially at nighttime if your circadian rhythm is uh, matched to the like day night, day and night, yeah, yes, Cause like because cause you produce melatonin like usually when it's dark, right? Exactly. Like it's a reaction to darkness. Yes, because what happens is so your circadian rhythm is internal, yeah, but it also reacts to the environment. Exactly. So what's happening outside of you, and light goes through your eyes through your retina yeah and then it projects to this scn in your brain so when there's light light functions as a it's like an inhibitor I an think. inhibitor that's the word yeah yeah but so. when it gets dark this inhibitor is no longer present and yeah. then your body uh, produces melatonin and it's important uh for this circadian rhythm to be or your internal circadian rhythm to be aligned with you yeah. know that of the environment that's why sometimes people when it's winter and the days are shorter people have like a difficulty adjusting and their sleep wake cycle gets messed up because it doesn't really align in regards to the melatonin and 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 nighttime and stuff like Mm -hmm. i think that's also why people often say don't use your laptop or phone at night uh like at least an hour Mm -hmm. before you sleep like don't use gadgets exactly because it messes up with the whole melatonin thing right exactly of the light of your screen and 
inhibiting melatonin, making it less easy for you to actually fall asleep. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. It messes up with your natural yeah. rhythm. Yeah. Um, and you can mess up your natural rhythm also by having, you know, bad sleeping habits, which we'll get to later as well. Yeah, yeah. But definitely this rhythm isn't like robust in that it can't be, you know, messed up. Yeah, let's say. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you have yeah. to be careful to keep this rhythm as natural and as close as possible to you know how your environment is so falling asleep is more natural and that you fall asleep at the right times etc so at night um and together with this circadian rhythm you have the process s that i mentioned before the sleep homeostasis which is basically accumulation of sleep inducing substances in your brain it's like a biochemical timer and it's very straightforward sleep pressure is created the longer you are awake the more uh, your sleep need increases. It's that simple. Okay, yeah. You know, okay, so... That, that, that seems, like, legit. Yeah. Right? So getting a good night's sleep depends on both of these processes working seamlessly together. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. That is what is up. So that is the biology of sleep. What is the function of sleep? Why do we sleep? Like, whoa. Why do we sleep? Mm-hmm. So one theory is waste clearance like basically that during the day your brain collects all this garbage and that while you're sleeping and only while you're sleeping this garbage is disposed there's recent research on this i don't know the full details of it but there's this very interesting ted talk about it of this uh scientist and he talks about this glymphatic system i think his name was jeff Eilif. Mm -hmm. not yes jeff Eilif. And he talks about the glymphatic system, which usually our bodies, I mean, you also know, right? The lymphatic yeah. system that is usually the waste clearance pathway in our bodies. Like when you're sick as well, you have all these, you know... Debris, like mm -hmm. uh, waste products. Yeah. Being yeah. cleared up by the lymphatic system. And the glymphatic system in the brain is then like a combination of the word lymphatic and glia which are the supportive cells in your brain, like the to support your neurons and to support the neuro nervous system. So basically to flush out cellular trash, um, that's, <laughs> that's the idea of this glymphatic system. Cellular trash. Which feels like it makes sense, you know? It does. Yeah. I also read that important function of sleep is memory consolidation. Right. Because they say that if you practice, let's say, a skill, and you get a good night's rest, then the next morning you are approximately like 20 to 30% better at that skill than you were at the end of the previous training session that you had. Mm -hmm. And they showed this in mice. They had mice uh, that had to go through a maze. And while they were figuring out the maze, they were recording, how do I call it? Signal transmission, right? Yeah. signal transmission in so. their brains mm -hmm. and um, uh, you can think of it as like patterns of sounds mm -hmm. and um, so while they were going through the maze they, they recorded these patterns and then the, the mice would go to sleep and they noticed that in their sleep that these same patterns were repeated but at like 20 to 30 times like the speed compared to when they were awake and going through the maze and um they noticed that the next day that these mm. mice that like slept well that they like actually knew like how to get through the maze faster right. than mice that were deprived of sleep yeah because they also had a control group with my mice that were deprived of sleep. right 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 yeah so that backs yeah. up you know like sleep just improves your memory yeah in for sure so. yeah and consolidates like learning yeah for uh the day in a way you can see it as like in your in your sleep you kind of carve out uh certain patterns or things like that's how mm. you learn by just repeating the same thing and you kind of carve in the steps in your brain right it's, yeah it's pretty cool yeah. actually yeah totally yeah so before an exam like get a good night's rest yeah i feel it works like that too yeah that too you know athletes like, before a game get a good night's rest mm -hmm. yeah like to your point Sleeping is very important for, like, neurocognitive performance. It is. Performance. It is. Okay? Like, I used to be a student like that, too. I would pull all-nighters. If I didn't finish reading all the material that was, you know, supposed to be read or learned for a certain exam, I would just keep going oh all night long. Or not all night, but I would sleep, like, what? 
four hours. Wow. I would think that's enough. Man. I, wow. Yeah. It's funny because I'm the total opposite. Like, you I, I, like if it's 10 o'clock and I'm still not where I need to be, like, I'm not going to um, trade in my night's rest. Yes. Because I feel like, because I always was aware that that would not help me. Mm. Because I was I would be tired. Right. So I was like, I'd rather just sleep and just try to... Yeah. You know, sleep on time, wake up early, maybe read a little in the morning. Yes. But like, you know. But I think, so I've done three things. I've done all-nighters. Then I realized like, yo, you're not even picking up things because you're tired. Exactly. Then I would wake up earlier. Yeah. But that would still mean that I didn't have enough sleep. Exactly. Um... And then later, maybe in my last two months of, of university, I learned that, you know what? Okay, not two months. I've, I've gotten smarter a little earlier than that, guys. But then I started realizing, like, you know what? You actually just need your seven hours, your eight hours. So, you hey, do. if I don't finish, you know, you will perform better on your test. Exactly. So, like, you might have missed a couple of stuff that you didn't, mm-hmm. like, touch upon, but at least the stuff that you did read, like... That can consolidate. That can consolidate yeah. mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you can kind of try to, you know... Exactly. Work off of that. So, for the students out there, for the people working hard out there doing, like, a lot of t- cognitive right. tasks for their career, sleep. Sleep, man. To perform better. Just sleep, man. Yeah, just sleep, man. So, you know, speaking of sleep... Quantity, actually, we touched upon. So, how much do you sleep? You sound thus far, y'all can hear she has a pretty damn, you know, right? solid. I like I have my shit together, <laughs> don't her I? sleep I shit together. Like, wow. wow. It's together, okay? But do I really, though? Because, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, lately, yes. But I think, no, actually, I think, again, I was never someone to pull all-nighters uh, or deprive myself of sleep, like... Um, when I was younger, I was more of a night owl, so I would right. sleep later, mm-hmm. but I would only do that knowing that I'm free the next morning and that I can still sleep seven hours. Yeah. I think I've always tried to chase those seven hours, and um, I think the difference with now is just that now I'm not scared or afraid of sleeping early. Yes. Still getting those seven mm-hmm. hours, yeah. How so, did you uh, change that? How did you manage to... Honestly, because going back to what you said, you were a night owl. I was also very much a night owl, and that ties into the uh, what we mentioned before with circadian rhythmicity, which makes it very difficult for some people. Like, yeah, you get your energy at night, but society expects you to be at your like at 12, you're like super hyper and you want to do all these things, but society work tells you, yo, you have to wake up at 6 7 a.m. Yeah. To, to you True. know, go to work and go to school and be productive or whatever. True. So that's also indeed something very difficult for a lot of people to mm-hmm. navigate. How did you get there? Yeah. You know, I think, honestly, I think when I was younger, I was a night owl because I just suffered from severe FOMO. Like, I was just like, I need to catch up with all my shows or all my stuff or I can't sleep early because at night is when like I don't know life actually is happening (laughs) I don't know what but I was so like fair yeah I was just like no sleeping early that's for old people and look at me now Mm -hmm. look at me now like glamour yeah and I think too like I think ever since I started learning more about sleep I think after I watched Joe Rogan's um podcast with matthew walker who's like a neuroscientist who specializes in sleep Mm -hmm. that it really like sank in like the importance of sleep and so i'm really prioritizing it more than i ever uh did right so that's 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 mostly it yeah totally yeah i just realized that's so important Yeah. yeah the worth is humongous guys and productivity and productivity yeah it's like it's so actually very counterintuitive because people are praised for um getting a lot done on a little bit of sleep yeah uh you know there's this mentality i actually have a cap guys that says sleep is for the week (laughs) that has been gifted to me which made me laugh but well you know i don't really stand behind this this slogan (laughs) or this saying or whatever because it isn't you know in order to be strong you have to sleep sleep, and you will become weak if you don't don't sleep so it's just Yeah, so deep. Listen, 
Shout out to Making sleep, Proverbs. Shout yes. Out to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to sleep. Totally. Um, and you know, um, just a quick disclaimer though, like how many hours you should sleep, that is still something that is individual based. Like true. Experts do say generally that you have to get in between seven and nine, but whether you're someone that is okay with seven or you're someone who's okay, there's still a two hour window, you know what I'm saying? And you have to figure out what that means for you. And additionally, there's also such a thing as, um, sleeping too much. Mm. So, (laughs) which is also a problem I've had in the past. Right. I feel like that's very much up your, like, yeah, (laughs) I can sleep. I was sleeping 12 hours sometimes a day. But maybe that's because now I think of it, like, because the week was hectic and I was maybe catching up on sleep as well. Mm, Because I don't think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't think I was sleeping 12 hours when there was, like, summer vacation and I had no work or no school or no, you know, things to do. So I don't know if it's a natural part, but it could be for some people. And... You just have to kind of get to know your body and also kind of know that there are um, exceptions. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a cold or if you have a flu, it's very normal to then for a few days straight sleep 12 hours because what also happens during sleep is um, your immune response is also uh, activated. Sleep is very yes. important to activate your immune system, particularly, uh, I read somewhere in an article, particularly during these these beginning stages of of like infection so yeah there are specific situations maybe one day you've exercised you went to the gym and you went ham for two hours yeah maybe then you'll sleep 10 hours or so it's not like okay i sleep for 10 or 11 hours one night and i'm doomed Mm -hmm. but it's more like generally speaking when you're eating normal normal activity levels not sick etc how much do you generally sleep Mm -hmm. and that should then be between seven and nine Ah, okay. Right? Because if you don't sleep those seven or nine hours, what the horrible things. Right? Like, when I was searching this, I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. It is quite, yeah. (laughs) There are many health problems associated with either lack of or abundance of sleep. So let's disclaim before we dive into this, like mm-hmm. this, this has a lot to do with consistent, like, uh, bad sleep behavior. Yes. Like, so yes. it's not like, like, don't get, don't freak out yet. Uh, you're probably still fine unless you've slept your whole life for like just three hours. Exactly. Day, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, totally. so continue. That's a great disclaimer. And I want to add to that. There are also people that have, uh, sleep disorders, which they can't help it, but they have, bad sleeping behaviors where they sleep very little you have insomnia there's even like uh fatal familial insomnia which is quite scary Mm. um yeah i read that people that have it upon diagnosis after a few years they just die wow so sleep can can kind of kill you because in some ways or lack of sleep i mean can kill you yeah 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 these people these people pass away after very disrupted Sleeping schedules, like very little sleep, their metabolic uh, processes shut down. So it's very dangerous and very sad, actually, that people go through this. You also have necrolepsy, which is like... Oh, that you just sleep whenever, right? We have a friend and... (laughs) (laughs) I used to... No, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm not laughing, but I just had to think of situations like when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Like we would go out... I remember one time we went out bowling. Oh wow! And <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> shout out, shout out to this guy though. Yeah, like, shout like, out, bro. Shout out. Yeah. But um, he would just fall asleep like right in the middle of bowling. Yep. I remember yeah. we went to the club one day. We were sitting next to a speaker, <gasps> and this dude just fell asleep. <laughs> that is, Yo. it's really like sorry that we're laughing for anyone out there power to you and please what we want to say is go seek a health professional if you realize you're having these really weird abnormal sleep things because there is help out there but for people that didn't know back then it was it kind was, of funny. It was, was kind of like, know, okay. We were young, we were like, oh, look at this. Yes, <laughs> is what? Is he sleeping <laughs> next to a speaker right now? 
that's giving the loudest yeah. me- like what is this so yeah. yes that is you know having sleep attacks is what it is like what happens is that REM sleep occurs almost immediately in the sleep cycle. So that's why it's so sudden. Yeah. That they just go into that deep shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Um, And these sleep disorders can occur at different uh, times in your life. So Mm -hmm. be on the lookout and try to, you know, as I said, seek a healthcare professional as early as possible as you say, like, hey, this is holding on for a while. So, but yeah, so many... Many health problems are associated with lack of sleep. It's not entirely sure, and science shits things. Sorry, try not to curse. Things are <laughs> things are always not that clear cut. So if an association is found between a lack of sleep and, for instance, type 2 diabetes, it doesn't mean that lack of sleep directly causes type 2 diabetes, but that association calls for more... Um, yeah research and further investigation as to what the mechanisms behind it is but there are so many strong associations between lack of sleep and bad yeah illnesses and diseases Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of reason to believe that proper sleep can help yeah with these health problems exactly so type 2 diabetes yeah anxiety inflammation increased levels of inflammation Informa- information what? wow no, that's actually no, that, that sounds that's, great that's, like <laughs> come through with that increased level of information like oh my god damn get smarter while you sleep which actually you know like i said before it does happen <laughs> it is true <laughs> that's what happens when you try to read quick oh my god higher risk of cardiovascular disease yeah. um which is also actually tied in with with higher levels of, of stress hormone that can also be tied together yeah um memory problems yes alzheimer's i actually read up on alzheimer's and sleep Mm -hmm. because alzheimer's is a form of dementia and what happens in your brain is that there's a buildup of proteins specifically two types of proteins like amyloid plaques and tau proteins Mm -hmm. and um little sleep has been shown to cause an increase in these proteins yeah and an increase in the tau proteins that happens within cells and they kind of disrupt cells from within and leading to cell death leading to Mm -hmm. loss of connection you could say leading to what you see in alzheimer's patients Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I thought that for the longest time they did know it. Noi. They did know that the amyloid beta, like lack of the, sleep, yeah. increases amyloid beta. Yeah. And that recently they've shown that the tau tangles are also associated yeah, that, with sleep. Exactly, so from that all sleep the directions. also like, uh, increases them. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's oof. why they say, you know, like just try to sleep as much as you can mm-hmm. especially when you're older because sleep like well between seven things. and nine hours between seven and nine <laughs> hours yeah 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 good no good to say yeah mm-hmm. i've been telling like older family members like yo <laughs> get mm-hmm. your sleep yeah so i feel like alzheimer's is pretty like um how do you call it it's a thing in my family okay yeah, so I'm like, yeah. That, that's also why I think I'm trying to really focus on sleep because mm-hmm. I've seen it happen like close yeah. and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna yeah try to not prevent, prevent yeah, yeah, to prevent as much as I can. Totally. So, yeah, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. And you know, it's sad because it's um, Alzheimer's, it's something that's a long-term health effect that like you don't realize like you don't know now i'm gonna get alzheimer's exactly you know so indeed to prevent it you have to be as consistent as possible and take care of yourself as much as possible consistency is key guys yeah um because the short-term effects i mean moodiness that's also a short-term health effect yeah true that i mean i guess it doesn't sound serious but on the long run as well if you're always moody it might result into a disorder yeah which is so anxiety uh depression and the like so yeah man yeah man it's uh all about the z's uh, get them z's cash them z's
it's not too many though like moderate amounts yes you know just a little bit yes and be consistent don't like sleep three hours today ten hours tomorrow etc okay so so (laughs) and another interesting thing (laughs) is you know siestas because what we do in like modern day time is sleep eight hours a night that's considered healthy sleep so seven between nine well we're actually preaching to you right now but right. actually i've also found an found an article that says that next to these six to seven to nine hours it's also good to have a siesta which is a nap in the afternoon because going back to your circadian rhythmicity they've shown and research that um people also consistently show kind of a dip in their productive levels their cognitive performance uh, their you know the way they feel blah 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 like a tiredness sleepiness kicks in also around 2 p.m that is very true it does yeah it does yeah. which is why i think an eight hour work day is kind of uh, anyways but like okay <laughs> whatever <laughs> who cares about my opinion okay. but i mean some offices even have like beds and stuff Oh, they're legit? incorporating that more, and more. remember awesome. at our old university that they actually have beds all the way upstairs no way they do really? they have sleeping bunks i yes. had no idea i didn't know that i never knew that which is smart which is the right thing to do for humanity right because it's like you sometimes yeah it, after you have like a 15 or 30 minute nap mm-hmm. you feel so rejuvenated i think power naps are a real thing guys you feel groggy for like two minutes but then I'm like, yo, you do feel yo. Like a little more freshened up, yeah, dude. No, for sure. I always notice how much sharper I think after I yeah. have like a little power nap. So for sure. So yeah, if you really want to boost up a power nap, little life hack, like have a cup of coffee before you take a nap, because right. it takes like about 10, 20 minutes for like the caffeine to kick in. Yes. So then you know, yeah, when you wake up, you're you wake up with an extra boost. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. shout out to coffee next. Shout right? out to coffee. Shout out to the way your body processes things. Yeah. Because it's like, indeed, it's not like the moment you drink caffeine that you get no. the kick instantly. So yeah. that is a great hack, and I will try to incorporate that. Yeah. We can't talk about sleep, though, without talking about, like, dreams. Ooh. So, dreams. dreams. Do you dream? I dream. I do dream. Yeah. yeah. I dream. I think I dream pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I think I dream. Uh... I don't know why I said all. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> yeah, so cute. <laughs> well, the thing is, my dreams aren't cute, though. Oh. I feel like my <laughs> dreams. <laughs> no, to be honest with you, like, I find. I don't know how my brain works. Um, but, like,. Often I dream about things that I'm thinking about during the day. And, you know, Mm. often these are things that maybe stress me out. Mm. So I end up dreaming very realistic sometimes. I literally dream about things that I fear, for example, or something. Really? Like, yeah. Really things things that that can happen. Things that can happen. Yeah, you don't dream like weird stuff. I don't really dream like supernatural shit. Yo. um, But sometimes I do, but it just doesn't happen often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dream mad unrealistic stuff. Yeah. That I'm at this, I'm like at two places at once, you know? Yeah. Type yeah, of yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's realistic in the sense that it's not sci fi. Yeah. You know, there's not like magic and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But or it's just whatever. not logical. Not logical. Yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah. Which is also like, you can trace that back to like what happens when you sleep, right? Right. Because like your mm-hmm. prefrontal cortex, which yes. like, um, usually does all the logical thinking mm-hmm. and the rationalizing that just turns off yep so that's why in your dream like weird stuff happens but yeah you don't you know like yeah you think it's totally fine and you can believe it yeah you can yeah. believe it yes. and then when you wake up you're like what that was so Dumb. not possible exactly. yeah that was so weird weird i kind of noticed that my prefrontal cortex is even off like <laughs> when you're awake. all the time no but <laughs> but for real when i'm awake like the first let's say i jolt up from um sleep like mm-hmm. if i just wake up very suddenly in the middle of the night and that i think i need to wake up yeah i sometimes just have i can't really like calculate well how much time i have left to sleep okay. i don't know if that makes sense i look at the clock and i'm just like oh god 
I only have an hour left. Well, maybe I have five hours left. Oh, I can't wow. calculate. Also, oh, wow. when I wake up, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I snooze mm. and I rationalize my snoozing in a way that's like really dumb. In a mm. way that's like, oh, but I can get ready in 10 minutes. Well, I know before going to bed, I know that oh, I'm like, if possible. I wake up with this bullshit this morning, because I, I planned out all the things I have to do in the morning, but I still, yeah. when I'm in that groggy mode, I'm yeah. like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine because I only need, you know. I also envision getting ready while I'm asleep. I Yo, used to have that all the time. That has happened so often. <laughs> like, I go through my whole morning routine. I pee, I get dressed, I'm leaving, and then I wake up. And I'm like... Exactly And I'm that. like, oh my god, I need to do all this shit again, yes. bro? <laughs> yes. Like, I need to make a sandwich again? Again. Like, yeah, that happens. That is so weird. Yeah. That is so weird. It is. But yeah... <laughs> It feels like a weird dream. That's also kind of weird dreaming, like yeah. a weird imagination of whatever. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, dreams are so interesting, man. I mean, there are, scientists also are not sure what they are, like what their function is exactly. Some think it's just like a byproduct of all like the physiological shits that ha- things that are happening in your brain. Mm-hmm. Sigmund Freud, famous psychologist. psychologist? Yes. Mm-hmm. He explained dreams as manifestations of one's deepest desires and anxieties. Right? Yes. That's, I feel that. I right? feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And he also, they also speak about unconscious wish fulfillment as well. So, oh, I you can know? actually feel that too. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. that's the case with you. There was also another article where I found that they talk about dreaming being like your own little form of like an internal therapist, which yeah. I found really cute. That dreaming is an important tool to, like, resolve, between parentheses, difficult emotions. Yeah. So, that could be it. Right? As sleep well. on it. Sleep go on sleep it. sleep on it. Yeah, that if makes sense. If you have sense. a problem, go sleep on it. Oh. It, it also kind of ties into, like, what you said about, like, the learning and the memory consolidation. Oh, yeah. That you might, like, the repeating during the sleep, that you yeah. repeat the whole, like, situation. True. And then you give it a place in your brain, kind of. Exactly. And this other, you know, recent scientist, Zhang, also talked more or explained more about this memory consolidation, like that information is transferred from your temporary memory to your long-term memory when you're asleep. Mm. So, and then he even further explained by saying that your declarative memories, which are like the memory of facts, so things that you can... Uh, discuss like in words or facts that happened throughout the day yeah these types of memories move through your long-term memory during non-REM sleep and procedural uh, memories so things that you do you know like Mm -hmm. these are uh, move through your long-term memory during REM sleep that's his uh idea of it but i don't know all right so yeah wow we don't know but we know it's interesting it most definitely is. Do you have other, like, weird things that happen to you in, in my sleep? dream? S- or in, in your sleep? dream or sleep? All I of mean, it? when I was younger, I used to, I used to, uh, how do you call that? Grind my teeth? Yo, Brooksism sisters. Yeah, same. Yeah, I same. used to do that a lot. I don't know if I still do it. I haven't heard anything about it, mm-hmm. like, from other people. But I realized that, like, last week... I slept over at a friend's place and I was in a room with a friend and I woke up in the morning. I just happened to woke up at six and I heard this sound and I'm just like, what is that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then I started like trying to find out what it was and it was this guy and he was grinding his teeth like, but consistently, what? but like consistently and loud and, uh, I was like, whoa, I wonder if that's what I used to sound like. That's If the, it was that intense, too. The fact that you heard it implies that it was freaking loud. It you was, know? It was. You and were not next to the person? Like, no, I was, like, next to them. I think, like, like a meter. A meter. Like, that is still... Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Woo! It was just, like, it wasn't that big of a problem, but it was just... Uh, I just... It was just uh, peculiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder what makes people do that. Yeah. You know? I read that some people, like, that it's caused by stress yeah. or anxiety. If yeah. you're very stressed, very anxious, that mm-hmm. that might, um, how do you call it? A manifestation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
a manifestation of that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think so as well, because I also had bruxism when I did feel more stressed. I don't know. Or at least maybe I didn't grind as much as I clenched my jaw very mm. tightly, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I really afterwards felt like, okay, you've been giving yeah. your, your jaw some work. Like, want it, you know? Yeah. And with the bruxism, I also had sleep paralysis. <laughs> Yo. That's me knocking on wood, because I Yo. feel, I, I'm pretty sure I've never experienced, like, real sleep You've paralysis. never experienced it? No. I always really? hear it from people, and they're like, and it sounds like the most horrifying thing in the world, and it's, it's only a few seconds. I've experienced it only for a few seconds. Yeah. Uh... But it feels like terrible few seconds, yo. Especially right? depending wow. on what accompanies this paralysis. So you wake up while well, your mind wakes up. Yeah. You want to move, you can't. And I had it with breathing difficulty. Yeah. Where I'm like, I want to sit upright and breathe. But you But can. I feel something pressing my chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... In those maybe five seconds, you're like, God, yeah, am I going to yeah, like, like drown? I'm gonna in my die own sleep. or something. Yes. But a lot of people say the same thing about feeling pressure, mm-hmm. like that there's a demon sitting on yeah. your chest. <laughs> the right? demon, I found this thing called Incubus, <laughs> which is a male demon that basically is trying to have sex with you. Wow. Some people believe in that. Like, there has been so much research on this, like, sleep paralysis mm-hmm. thing in different parts of the world, Chinese, Africa, Mexico, U.S., etc., that really believe that um, this sleep paralysis is caused by demons, witches, or other supernatural things that sit on your chest and in parentheses, wanna fuck you. Wow. So, and those wow. are incubi. incubi. And you also have succubi, which is the female counterpart of an incubus. A succubi. So, I'm wondering this band, if you guys remember the band <laughs> Incubus, like, is this. Oh, wow. Their little inspiration? Could Quite be, interesting. Yeah. That could be. Like, literally, if you Google Incubus, it's the first thing you find. Hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe but, okay. they all suffer from sleep paralysis. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, and they're like, well. Right? I actually found, by the way, because I went to Google it a little, and they actually explain why you feel that pressure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's it's the science of it. <laughs> it is the yeah, science of it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, next to the demons. Yeah, <laughs> and the supernatural. You know? Yeah. yeah, they actually say because sleep paralysis often happens when you go into REM sleep while you're in REM sleep mm. or right when you're coming out of REM sleep. And during that, you your body's paralyzed mm-hmm. to prevent you from moving, like you've said before. Yes. And your chest muscles are also included in that paralysis. So those don't move. Your diaphragm, which is what like um, separates like the lung and heart part from like everything that... Yeah. Stomach falls area. below yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah and on the gut, gut area yeah. and the stuffs yeah mm-hmm. that is not um paralyzed thank god because that makes it that you can breathe uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. With you. but because your chest muscles are paralyzed they won't move the way they would when you would inhale right uh, so it feels like someone's pressing down on you or pressure because you can't your chest muscles are not allowing you to yeah. You know, which is a pressure that you feel. Yeah. I love that. The more you know. The more you know. But demons sound cool too. Demons to are honest, probable. Right? Yeah. Shout out to Incubi, man. <laughs> no, I don't want you to. I mean, I've never had that sex idea though. I was so that surprised was seeing that. Yeah. That was new. Quite new. But for real, like, I also read like tips. There's also tips online as to like if you don't want to experience sleep paralysis and sleep position is also an important one that I think I should have um, changed back in the day when I used to have uh, sleep paralysis. Like yeah. if you sleep on your back, it's way more likely. Oh that yeah. You, that you that you go into it. Yes, and it also always occurred to me during naps, and that's also an article I found that they're like skip naps because that's when it's most likely to happen. To happen. So indeed, it was naps. And sleeping on my back. Wow. So, but a cool thing, a cool thing about Mm. sleep paralysis, though, that it can be a gateway into a really cool type of dreaming, like lucid dreaming. 
Like really? Yeah. Like my because because the thing with lucid dreaming yeah. is that you're you're awake because you know that you're dreaming. Okay. Like so you're awake but you're asleep. Your body's paralyzed but mm-hmm. you're still in that dream state. Yeah. So you can kind of if you think like I'm gonna fly right now I'm gonna jump off this building and fly it can actually happen uh, in your dream and. Uh, I know this because of my cousin. My cousin's super into lucid dreaming, and mm. uh, he would always tell me, like, sleep paralysis, it's scary, but it's you're in to, like, wow. lucid dreaming. Because your body's still asleep and your mind is yeah. awake, so if you can kind of yeah. be okay with that and just drift into it. So he's managed to do this. Yeah, he's managed to kind wow. of, like, control uh, lucid dreaming. That's dope. Yeah. I think I'm too much panicking in the panicky state. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get <laughs> At it. At this point. I get it. But that's super cool. Yeah. To just, just trust that your body... Because it always is fine. Yeah. Exactly. It's always like, oh, shit, here yeah. we are. <laughs> right? But it, then it gets better. Exactly. Or then you breathe again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, guys. I think we can, like, maybe round up with a few quick tips yeah. or something. Some like, takeaway messages. Yeah, some takeaway yeah. messages. You know what I'm saying? Like, get your circadian rhythmicity on point, you know? Try to match the environment's uh, day-night cycle. Makes it easier for you, and how you can do that is by reducing light. Reducing light. In the evening. Don't go on your phone. Don't go on your phone. An hour before bed. Yeah. They also have the take out the blue light option, right, on your phone. Yeah, you can do that, too. Turn it off. But yeah, it's also really nice. I also, I just take down, turn down um, uh, all the curtains. I put them down or close my windows. Close them, yeah. Yeah, close, I close the curtains. Mm-hmm. And I put on maybe a candle or something. That's the max uh, of light like, that I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very dim the, lit. Exactly. Create that cozy vibe. I like that. Um, maybe have something warm to drink. You know, kind of helps me as well. They say it's also important to keep your room cool because when your your body temperature is supposed to drop when you're um, Mm -hmm. falling asleep, so inducing that even more. Which is also why they always say like take a warm bath. It'll make you fall asleep faster. Mm. Because like when you take a warm bath, you you have like vasodilation happens. Yes, and you kind of release heat faster or something. Ah, okay, yeah. Which helps in like. Like dropping your body temperature faster right uh just disclaimer not too sure because this is just like a vague fact that i have in my head so mm-hmm. don't take my word on it but well uh, a vague something fact like <laughs> maybe a vague fact but it, it works it works at least like for me it definitely works exactly. taking a nice ass hot bath yo yeah i'm out like a light like a light like any a more light. tips any more tips um i don't know those are really all my tips like mm. Alright, so... You know, don't try to uh, just be consistent. Try to um, wake up and sleep at the same time. Preferably even yes. through holidays, weekends. Even when you don't have to wake up early. I like, think that's a great one. Yeah. Because, indeed, consistency is not only key with like the amount of hours you sleep, but also, indeed, yeah. at the same time for the for the rhythmicity. Exactly. To maintain. So, I yeah. think those are the biggest takeaway, man. Yeah, man. Then, we out as well. Ciao. Lights out. We're going to bed. Okay? Bye. Rock-a-bye, babies. Beautiful. Yeah.